if you're doing it to make a name for yourself, that's why you're doing it. If you're doing it to make some money, that's another reason why you're doing it. But if you're doing it to build a legacy, that's a totally different reason. It's to connect, get connected. Welcome back to the Connect Podcast. On last week's episode of Industry Insights with Miss Anita Jarman, we learned about Anita's journey, her role as founder of Jilly Pro, and her organization's role in building opportunities for others. This week, we'll go more in depth about passion, purpose, and what it takes to build a company. Welcome back to the Connect. Wow, that that turned your passion into it. And it didn't make sense for the longest. And, and I said it at the beginning of the episode, I was trash at school. I was a terrible student. But because I was a terrible student and then I worked on the higher education side in education, I can tell you from that student perspective. And I can also tell you from that administrative side who looks like you, that comes from the neighborhood that like you. So it's my responsibility. When you talk about that, that gift, I got a responsibility, yeah. young man, young lady, to tell it to you truthfully, transparent, to help you get there, build that blueprint. Yeah. I'm glad they told, I'm glad he told, I'm sorry, go ahead, Darren. No, 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 I, I was just trying to circle back on something that you hit on when you were talking about that lawyer um, that you worked with, and he was um, working on, he was focusing on that specific law, and how he had a vision, right? Mm-hmm. Your vision is yours, right? No one can tell you what your vision is going to look like, right? And he had, he was just like, no, nah, I'm gonna stick to it, I'm gonna stick to it. Cool, y'all don't necessarily see it, I'm not even mad at it because it's, you know, for me, right? But once I do see it, I'm going to pull y'all in to show you, like, this is what I was looking at. And that's how you have to approach, you know, the things that are here to, like, change your life, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, working in in the work field or whatever, whatever it is that you're choosing to do, you have to create that for yourself. And that's, like you said, your, your why, your reason for getting up in the morning where you're like, yo, I have to make these things happen, right? Like, and this is what I'm going to do. Nobody can kind of get me off my rocker. And if you still have that same burning passion and desire, it's going to take you to just the levels. Of course, it's not going to be easy. You're going to run into right. some difficulties. You're going to run into some roadblocks. You're going to hit some walls. But if your vision is yours and your anointed purpose, and that's what you're supposed to be doing, it's going to work itself out in the end. And you just have to keep pushing through. It's like um, with uh, water is beaten at a dam, right? And you know, Mm -hmm. the dam is going to stop it. But after a while, that dam starts to erode, tear away, and then that water rushes through. That's how you have to have that vision. That's how you have Mm -hmm. to have that passion of just keeping it going, right? And like when you talked about that, that's all I saw was just those same things, like that desire, right, to make it happen. And knowing that you're the one that's trying to get it done, and not everybody's going to see it like you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Keep pushing until you get to where you're feeling like, okay, I can now enjoy the vision. I can now share this vision, but this is what I was seeing when I was on this path or whatever. So that was so dope for you to connect that. And I saw it like, oh yeah, that's that's it. That's the thing. I'm going to tie both of, both of what you just said together because I'm glad I didn't cut you off. Because <laughs> number one, with the vision part of it, I've recently had this epiphany about vision 
during the pandemic. I have to say that. I realized that just me as a human being, as Anita Cecilia Jarman hyphen Leonard, because me and Kawhi won't get married. But um, <laughs> we're going to send this episode directly affir- to these people. Right. Affirmations, right. affirmations, people, affirmations. Um, but, but I realized that. I I was born in 1987, right? Timing is everything. The purpose that God put me on this earth for couldn't have survived in 1977. Mm. It wasn't meant for 1957. Mm. It wasn't meant for 2007. It was meant for February 7th, 1987. There was a moment that God said, Anita has to be born because there is something inside of her that has to be birthed in that day for that moment for for this this whole situation nobody saw 9-11 coming nobody saw the recession coming nobody saw (laughs) nobody saw the pandemic coming but guess who was built for it everybody that's alive right now Mm -hmm. so when i when i started to see people panic about their lives everybody was kind of like okay i don't want to catch this stuff like what's going on but when you start start seeing people panic like oh my god what's the government going to do oh my god do i have to wear a mask for the rest of my life oh my god do i have to get this shot you started to see people who not to say you weren't concerned with your health but people that were reacting as as opposed to already being proactive about their life meaning i already have a purpose to be here i'm not going to die like my purpose is to live so now i have to figure out how this purpose is meant for this moment to survive in this moment right? So that vision of who you are has to start with understanding that nobody is like you. Me and Darren might have the same idea concept of a podcast, but there's a reason why mine is called Geely and yours is called Connect. It's a reason why we have these different different purposes working together in tandem in this moment. I don't take that for granted. I don't take anybody that I know for granted or anybody that I meet, especially not that, not the youth. Like, and, and you have to speak life into that, those type of things. And then you mentioned um, profit, turning your passion into profit. <laughs> I didn't get this until like, I really studied, studied the word of God. Like I'm, I'm a Christian, like I'm not and no, I'm not in a religion. I do not do all that denominational stuff. I'm just very spiritual and I read the word. And I started to notice that in the Old Testament, a lot of the people that God used were very wealthy. Abraham, when, and we're not talking about money, like, oh, they were billionaires. They had a lot of possessions and Resources. yes, they yeah. had that wisdom. Yeah. And all of them had a business. When you talk about Jacob and how he met his wife, Jacob's family was in the irrigation business. They were in the deserts. That's why their enemies always plugged up their wells. Mm. So when you see that happening, you're seeing that's their competition, right? That's how they competed against each other. But when he saw his wife, he noticed that that was his wife because she knew how to serve water, right? So that's why he joined with her because she knew the family business. So that was a passion of theirs and they turned it into profit. As opposed to just saying, oh, they were just humble servants to God. No, they was paid. <laughs> right, we're trying to get this money. They was paid. I even heard I even heard a pastor out of LA. He said something that blew my mind. This was like decades ago. I sound old saying that. But anyway, 
He was like, he was, he did a whole study and this is like going far left, but it's back to your point. Um, he did a whole study about Jesus and he said, people think Jesus was poor. Like, cause it was a scripture that says that, um, something, I forgot, I forgot how it goes, but people thought that Jesus was just this nomad walking around from mm -hmm. Nazareth to Jerusalem to Galilee and just like with his tribe and like, <laughs> we, we need to stay at a place. Please give me a place to sleep. And he said, he broke down what the th what three wise men, the three gifts or the three types of gifts the wise men gave. We don't know how many wise men came to him when he was a baby in Bethlehem, right? He said the monetary value of that was millions of dollars because when people from the Orient or the East came to give gifts to a king, they wouldn't just come giving three little gifts. It was camels full of gifts. They like brought parades of people. A, a caravans. The caravans. <laughs> but here's the trippy part. It was so much that that's what carried Jesus's ministry. Because you got to mm. finance those trips when you're right. going to Jerusalem. Mm. You got to finance those, those, uh, those things that you're hosting in the desert. You got to finance those things. His gifts from his birth was what financed that stuff. God already had the provision in place. You talking that you know talk right now. I'm just, but that's, that's, that's about passion and profit. And that's something that I've had to battle with throughout my career as a entrepreneur. It's like, where am I going to get this money from? And you freak out. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm trying to be this good vessel helping people and I don't have no money doing yeah. it. Where's the sponsorships coming from? And it's, it's, it's something that will worry you. And like you were saying, paralyze you to the point where you don't do it. You're just right. like, I don't have the money. So what the heck am I about to do with my life? Let me go get this nine to five in and get it cranking. So I definitely commend you for following your heart and saying, I can't go back to that because that's not where my heart is. Because like the word says, where your heart is, your treasure will be there also. So yes, sir. kudos to you for doing for doing it. But yeah, that's that's my feel. But that's that's how those two things which y'all just said, just like no, that's, that's that's what it is. Dope. You're dropping so many gems right now. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like that's drop flex bombs. <laughs> right. Drop right. I wish bombs. I had oh, I wish we had the, the little sound bar during oh you my can find God. some. I, I'm gonna find some when I edit this. <laughs> this episode is gonna have some audio extras <laughs> in. <laughs> But no, that's, that's, um, man, that's like so amazing. And you've hit on like actually a lot of things, especially like some of those questions um, that I did actually write down for you. One of the things I did I want to find out a little bit more is um, in regards to your passions, right? Because you have the passions for education reform. You have the passions for um, just showcasing like who you are through the work, right? And you, you, you show your personality through your work, right? From you know, through the Geely project, through the mentoring, through that program, as well as like developing that in itself, but also on your full-time side of business development. Like, how do you find the balance, right? In all those things, like how do you make it all work for you as well as, you know what I'm saying? Making it all, making sure that everything is, is operating at its optimal level, right? You talked about time management earlier. I'm sure that plays a big part, right? I was just about to say that, um, <laughs> I, I, man, it's been a journey just doing that, just, just finding that balance um, because I was so frustrated with the business and how it wasn't progressing the way I wanted. Cause you know, you, any, any entrepreneur, anybody with a vision for a product is thinking long-term and they're thinking big, mm -hmm. right? 
oh, if I just had a billion dollars. I remember I prayed about it. I was like, God, if you gave me a billion dollars, this is what I would do with it. And I literally wrote it out. I took a blank check and I wrote myself a billion dollars. I was like, this is me in five years. <laughs> right? So, but it, yeah, it's, it's been five years. <laughs> but the whole time, whole time, though, um, to your point, time management has been everything. And there are so many tools that I've had to incorporate um, both digital tools to help me manage my brain, like writing out my dream when I wake up. If I remember my dream, I have to write it out. Mm, you know what I'm okay. saying? Like, it's just, it's something about going back to your dreams and reading them and seeing bits and pieces of it come together. And I'm just like, that's how I know we're supernatural beings. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. Um, but also, and, and I'm being very, very, very serious when I say this. Being athletic, like, is my, my, my peace. Like, when I have the most stressful days, um, because I'm, I'm a very, um, I'm very hard on myself. I challenge myself all the time, all the time. And sometimes that's a bad thing because I box myself in until I get it done. And it puts so much pressure on me that it's just not good. But I will go to the court and be like, I'm not leaving this court until I make 100 shots. Mm. And that'll, and if I didn't get anything else done for that day, that is my check off the box, mm. right? Because, it, but it centers me. So, you know, you have to find that thing that, that you know, you, you, I'm not Nikki McCray. I never will be Nikki McCray. You know, I'm, I'm not going to win a championship. I'm not going to play in the WBA. They don't get paid enough anyway. So I just, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, I you, know, like. <laughs> I also reform for that too, right? Women's sport. Right, straight right. up. Hello, Straight up. Hello. They need to get paid more. But um, I just, I find myself having to do things to help me release, you know? So now I'm working out more and that's my release. I'm talking about some of the things that are I'm struggling with through podcasting, right? So that's the balance for me. Like it's always going to have to be something that's not related to the business, but also is a way that connects me back to the business. Gotcha. Right? Like, you wouldn't know, but yesterday I had one of the worst days in a few weeks because I was just so pressured mm. in my job mm. and mm. I didn't release my podcast episode when I thought I needed to, which is on Mondays. Okay. And Plug all it. it took, Plug right, right, right. All it took was for me to take a breather and say, release it on Thursday morning. Mm. That was one of our biggest things, you know, when we first- oh, was it? Yes, it was. Oh, Aaron it? was like, let's get this thing out. Let's get it out. Let's get it out. It was no. like, bro, when it's meant to come, it's going to come. We, Tell the truth. we had set a timeline and it Tell didn't come that way. Tell the truth. What's the truth? Tell the truth. You I talk, did. Hold on, you talking about when we first started? Or you when we about first started. Well, the first time was the episodes messing up recording-wise that we didn't realize. But before that, all, that April 1 date, we went back and forth, like, bro, just put them out, put them. Out. It's like, let's get the like content hoarder. I said it at the beginning of the episode. Exactly. I said, let's build exactly. some content before we go. Okay, so with that, yes, but you got to remember <laughs> what the delays actually were because remember, I had a death in the family, so that oh. threw stuff off, right? That's, we, that's we were we were starting that in January, but as far as it goes, you're right about the releasing at the right time. Because like what I was thinking was, okay, cool. We've recorded it because you don't want certain things to lose their value. value and what I mean yeah. by that is like some of the things we're talking about in that particular moment, 
you kind of want to get them out right then and there. But when we released, it was a good time because we had already we we had already put the stuff together. Like we had recorded maybe I think it was like four or five episodes. episodes. I think we recorded all our episodes. I think I want to say all like it was technically eight episodes, but we split them up into twos and threes depending on the time. We had majority mm-hmm. shot. And then with that, we broke, we released them, you know, weekly. So it wasn't us collecting and then releasing. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. us collect, uh, recording right then and there and releasing right then and there. It was collecting and then releasing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some things you wanted to hit like right then and there. Some things you just wait. But also that also comes with time management. Time management. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the time management person of us too. <laughs> you said you are or you I'm are? not. I'm not oh. the time management person. Oh, I, I know, and I got to get on it. I'm just um, But I mean, for obvious reasons, right? For what we were talking about earlier. But, um, you know, it, it's with the thing that you're hitting on, right? When you talk about releasing at the right time, that is so mm-hmm. key because, like you said, you sometimes have to go off routine, right? And that's mm-hmm. what keeps you alert. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things don't come together how they need to or how we would like them to, but they come together when they're supposed to, right? And so you didn't release on Monday. Cool. That content still gonna hit on Thursday, right? Because it's yeah. that much better. And then now it's Thursday, and folks is like, "Oh, we we hungry for what happened Monday? You you kind of Pavlov's dog this Monday got here. The bell dinged, and I didn't hear nothing. Now mm-hmm. Thursday comes. I'm like, oh, you tried to pull a fast one, but we gonna eat this up though. So no, nah, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still mastering balance you know, especially in life, because you got things that come on your plate that you weren't even thinking about five years ago, you know, some people weren't thinking about buying a house five years ago, and now it's in your face, and you got to balance that now, Yeah, you know, so yeah, balance is, it's definitely a part of time management, but understanding that, like you said, when it needs to happen, it's going to happen, and that's tough, that's tough as an entrepreneur, that is tough. Go go ahead, Aaron, because I, I didn't want to interject. I think it's a, I think it's a two part with balance because it's almost the same with discipline and consistency. You can't have one or the other. And I think mm-hmm. with balance, it's organization is that other side of the coin, right? Because like you just said, Anita, there's things that's gonna come up in your head that oh maybe buying a house, but I've learned to put it in the phone, write it down somewhere and just come back to it because it might not be a right now thing, but it's mm-hmm. something that came to your mind for a reason, but you got to mark it down so that you don't forget. Like since me and Darren been doing this podcast, thing, I've used the note section in my phone so often now, like just something will come up and it's like, I wouldn't write it down at first, but now it's just like, put it in your notes. And I have so many notes. This is like, Oh, idea, idea, idea. I know at some point I'm coming back to it because I've wrote it down. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about when, and that's one of the things you, I try to stress to students, but as well as even myself is I'm still, you know, old school. I'm, I'm 59 Cincinnati, Ohio. That, that's what I do. Old school player. But no, like that writing down someone, I don't know who it was that told me this, but it was just like, when you write something down, you're giving it power. Right. And you're putting Ooh. things out into the universe and the universe owes you for a, a deposit like your ROI like you putting it out there you're saying this is what's going to happen now you're like charging the universe like yo this has to happen. I like that happen this has to happen. It's like a boomerang. 
and it's supposed to come back to you. So when you write things down, you'll, you know, your word is your power, right? You're, there's power in the tongue, right? You're speaking life over yourself, life and death, right? So when you're doing that, you're putting the vision down on paper, you're manifesting it and writing it down. There's power in that, but that's why I, I prefer to write versus digital, but I'll do both, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, right? Like my calendar, I make sure I put stuff in there, but I'm going to write it down first. Or like I'll write stuff in like a like a draft, like note, like a note page or a draft email of just like, okay, I can refer to this regularly and just continue to add to this and build from here and things like that. But the more you write it down, you're giving it power. It's something that sticks with you also a little bit more. So you can't necessarily yeah. forget it and something you can always refer back to. But that's yeah, that that man, balance, yo, is really everything. And I'm trying to get so organized yeah. myself. And I've done a lot better, but I know there's still more, you know what I'm saying, to go. Yeah, discipline and consistency, man. That that hit it right there too. Like, I I knew I knew that I wanted, and I'm just using this example. I knew that I wanted to lose weight, right? And I was so used to crash diets, intermittent mm -hmm. fasting, working out before a trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you know you're going on a trip in a month. Right. You go what? <laughs> going hard too oh let, man. Me, let me drink this tea real quick and right. you. <laughs> it'll be crushing everything in the airport sis it's not gonna work it's not gonna oh. work um, but i just i started with a trainer back in january and i realized like this is really about discipline and how much i can discipline myself this has nothing to do with nobody else if i don't lose this weight it's on me it's on me. So discipline, number one, and being consistent is like, it goes hand in hand. You cannot get success. And that's just not what exercising, but that's what anything. That's everything, you cannot right. be You can't be successful if you don't master those two or you don't incorporate those two things into whatever it is that you're you're going for. So yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, because you say you can't incorporate those two. I think you can't have one without the other because I say mm -hmm. this, when you're disciplined, I know if I go to the gym every day at noon, I'm a beater, right? But watch this. The consistent part is once I have that discipline, I know I go to the gym at 12. That consistency piece, when I don't feel like being disciplined to go, that consistency mm -hmm. piece is the one that's going, hey, man, here you go. Here you yeah. go. Right, it's your time. Yeah. It's, it's no, I agree with you. I said they go hand in hand. Oh. I, I don't, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I'm like, sorry. yeah. <laughs> He's like, is you ready to jump the gun? Sorry. <laughs> the way I heard hand. it, I'm sorry. And I want to ask you, though. I want to oh, ask before, you. Before you go there, because I got to piggyback off this real quick. Yeah, yeah, for just sure. Just to confirm. And she's not a liar. She definitely is hella consistent and disciplined because she'd be on IG with these amazing plates and juices or smoothies. Bruh, I'm like, all right, she's really on it. And she's doing it regularly. She's walking through the steps. But I think that's a great way of doing it because it's also holding yourself accountable as well as yeah. kind of like sharing that with like other people. So it's like, yeah. that's dope. You've you be you been on it too. So that's what's <laughs> Thank you. So I want to ask you, entrepreneurship, right? We work with a lot of students who want to go that route. And I hear day in and day out, I want to be a business and I want to be an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Talk to our young life, the, the people that will hear this podcast about what it means to be an entrepreneur. Because you talked about it being challenging, you having to be your admin, you having to be your CEO, you having to be that marketing person. 
can you really talk to our young life and explain the intricacies? Because one of the things that I learned about being an entrepreneur, I'm working on my consulting business, my nonprofit. There's a lot of barriers to entry. Mm. And, and by barriers to entry, I mean, you got to have a website, which costs money. You got to have business cards, which costs money. You got to have a, uh, if you're, if for example, my organization is keeping my promise. I need a at dot at keepingmypromise.org email, a personalized email address. I learned from one business person that said, this is probably one of the quickest ways to get your business not even looked at because you're using that Gmail address. Right. Right. So talk to us about those intricacies, those, those barriers to entry that when you say you want to be an entrepreneur, this is what you need to know. This is how you need to navigate. This is how you need to position yourself and some things you need to be doing. Um, and, and I think you, you answered the question for me, <laughs> you answered the question for me, but, 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 but to echo it, um, I always, I, I always look at the purpose of why you're doing it. So if you're doing it to make a name for yourself, that's why you're doing it. If you're doing it to make some money, that's another reason why you're doing it. But if you're doing it to build a legacy, that's a totally different reason. You have people who legit start businesses to get acquired by a bigger corporation. They don't have any heart in it. They just like, oh, I heard that this is a market that I can get into. I can make some money building a business with it. I'm fine with that. I don't care if they take that idea and or they take the business and go merge it with another company. That's fine by me. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have any attachments to it. I just want the money from it. Mm-hmm. Cool. But just know why you're getting into it. Do not follow the trend. Like a lot of my students are starting businesses and it's all fashion something. Everybody t-shirt ain't going to get worn. Okay. So what differentiates your t-shirt from the next t-shirt? It's the brand. Mm-hmm. It's the brand truth. It's the value behind the brand. If you don't know how to articulate that, you're going to get lost in the fluff, right? And then you're going to find yourself hitting that brick wall, that money wall. Like, oh, shoot, now I got to get a website. Oh, shoot, I got thousands of t-shirts sitting in my in my basement that I haven't sold. What do I do now? And people are asking me, what's, well, my consistent customers are asking me, what's the next thing? You know, so it's, it's all about why you're getting into it, right? And I don't knock anybody that starts a business. If you really just want to get in, get in, get out, make your money and keep it moving, that's, that's you. That is totally you. But if it's something that you want to continue and you see yourself being your own boss for the rest of your life and this is your baby, you're going to have to understand the economics behind that brand. Do your due diligence. Like I tell people all the time, like I hate to call them failures because they're definitely lessons. But when I quit the firm and I, I um, did Geely full time, I also had an app idea. And a lot of my money went into that app idea. Ask me where that app is now. It ain't on nobody's phone. Uh, uh. That joint sucked everything out of my savings. Mm. I was doing it so much that I was like, I know this is going to work. I know this is going to work. I was going to meetups. I was talking to venture capitalists. I Mm. was just, and and I was doing it by myself, but I was like, I'm smart enough to navigate this. I'm, I'm okay. This is a good idea. It didn't work. Literally, 
worked for two weeks. The joint crashed and my developer disappeared. Go uh, that is tough. Oh, man. So that I had to take a step back. Yeah. I and, and you know what's funny? It's so funny. Um, because I told myself um literally last week, I said in the month of November, well, I said this for the next 60 days, the last 60 days of 2021, I am going to write out every business that I have started in my life from A game PR. <laughs> coming fresh out of college, wanting to be my own publicist, to the Geely project, to my cuticles, which was my app idea. To my my edible business that I do have, um, to promote it. <laughs> we'll we'll talk. Moya. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> different, different podcast, different podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> different episode. Um, because <laughs> you know they got the ratings. <laughs> like, is this yeah, the yeah, yeah. YouTube? And like, hey, yeah. <laughs> no, we good. Okay. I, I turn I turn I turn the explicit joint on because you no. know it, it is what it is. But yeah, well, I, we'll tap in. <laughs> Anyway, hey, these kids they got a life too. Listen, no, but I used I used to talk to my kids about that, especially and this is this is on the same line, but the ones that were really just potheads, like coming to school high as I don't know what. I used to legit tell them, you are growing up in a in a generation that no other generation has seen legalized marijuana. Absolutely. What are you going to do with that? Maximize that crap. Y'all know the intricacies of these strains like nobody else. Right. Y'all know what gelato does. Back. Y'all know what right. mimosa does. Y'all know what all right. you know what you know the about Right. <laughs> Y'all should be having licenses as soon as you get out of here. And you know they're only limiting, they're limiting the license, the number of licenses in the state of Maryland. Right. Get on it. Like, don't don't make it so cliche that it's like, oh, I'm a rebel because I smoke so much. My parents don't like it. Now I'm cool. Right. Man, learn the business of that joint because as soon as the, uh, I think it's called the SAFE Act, as soon as that joint is signed into law, yeah. you're going to see a lot of public companies come mm -hmm. out with these different type of uh, cannabis companies yep. and they're going to get funded. Nope. Black companies that have, black people that have marijuana companies are not getting funded because we don't have access to private funding. Nope. And this is where the power of like blockchain and cryptocurrencies come in because now we can fund ourselves with, and it's not, it's not regulated. Sorry, that's a tangent. But no, yes. But it's so, necessary though, <laughs> there's so many ways to get to the bag, right? And you got to find what you're passionate about. And that don't take yeah. a college degree to get to either. At all. Exactly. And, and we are, we and I'm going to say this as a, as a race, sometimes we are too busy being consumers of things. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Right. Sure. And that knowledge that Nita just gave, like, what are you going to do? Don't just be a consumer, get in on the backside. Of it. And that's a part of the reason why we created this podcast to give you that insight so that you can get on the backside. Cause I had a text message come from my aunt at one point. She said, this is the only generation right now where you really have access to some things to be able to yeah. make a change and generate. Absolutely. And okay. we have to, for our young people's sake, because we, how Nita said it earlier, we older, time is starting to move a little faster. Yo, if we can position and give y'all the game, the goal is to make the next generation better. And I'm okay. okay. I know the people on this podcast right now are okay with y'all being better than we are. Absolutely. That's, that's the purpose. That is the purpose. Because we get, we, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've learned, we've learned a lot of it late 
and later on. Mm-hmm. Why not give it yeah. to somebody who's at the very beginning of that journey, right? And have them equipped with the tools to navigate. That's a whole lot easier and a whole lot less stressful than maybe we had to, right? So, you know, no, heck yeah, take all this. You know, what, you know what's funny? And this is just sitting on my spirit when you said that, when both of y'all said that. I believe that we are the last generation of tradition. Mm. Oh, you see it. You see it. Yep. You see it. And, and, and it's, 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 no, it's no shade to the next generation because I love their ambition. We were ambitious because we had the support system. Mm-hmm. We, had, we grew up in an environment, the Nickelodeon environment. Be right. whatever you want to be. <laughs> Go out there, have fun, be a kid. And then when you finish being a kid, be an adult. Like, right. love it. Embrace it. You see how they treated cool. Blue when he came back from his hiatus just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Steve, Steve, yeah, man. Steve, Steve man. like, man, I got student loan debt. What's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Now, like, I know I love like, Yeah. Think, think about how we just talk about music. You know how we say, man, we had the best music. We really did because we sampled the oldies. We made hip-hop. We legit made hip-hop. We made Neo Soul. We made gospel fun. Kirk yeah. Franklin made that joint fun. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 twisted it, but we made it our own. But now we have a generation that's like, hold up. Some of the things that y'all carried on from the baby boomers and Generation X just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. They not they rocking with it. Because mm-hmm. they have access to that information. They have the internet. Mm-hmm. It's at their fingertips. It's right here. So right it's, here. Yep. So our job is to help them navigate that. Because we don't want to see them hit those brick walls that we hit. Just like our parents didn't want to see us not be educated because they didn't have access to resources as much as we did, you know, or have the free, the, uh, the free range to choose whatever school we went to. I was reading a book called The Black College Experience. Um, I'm sorry, The Black Campus Movement. That's what it's called. It's by um, Ibrahim Kendi. Yep. He's Mr. a professor. Kendi. Yes, yes. Yeah, and he, yeah. Yep, yep, that's him. <laughs> yep. He wrote this book and it literally journals every black organization on campuses throughout like the early 1900s during the civil rights era, even up until now. And he was talking about how all of these black student movements were happening on these predominantly white campuses. Mm. And it made me value going to HBCU so much more. But at the same time, it was like, we were really moving this race into a culture and now we are that culture and now this culture is being branded in a different way through another generation oh yeah so it's like we're we're the last generation of tradition i just i really believe that Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Connect Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation and insights shared. As always, be sure to let us know your thoughts and feedback. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at the Connect Pod. Once again, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at the Connect Pod. The Connect is spelled with a Q. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. It's the Connect Podcast on YouTube. Until next episode, get connected.